everyone, and welcome back to Real Perspective, the podcast based on a YouTube channel, based on a podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, MJ Smith. And I'm Michael Morey. And this week, we're here to talk about Hobbs and Shaw. It's the first spinoff of the Fast and Furious movies. It's about The Rock and Jason Statham yelling at each other for two hours till it's over. <laughs> That's the movie. Also, Vanessa Kirby's there to remind you that uh, the movie this is ripping off is significantly better. <laughs> the movie franchise this is ripping off is significantly better. Yes. <laughs> because there are elements of lots of those movies uh, in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think, which ones are you referring to? <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah. So that was what stuck out to me. Anyway, yeah, it's... There's a virus that's going to kill some people, and it's in some capsules that are in Vanessa Kirby's arm or something. <laughs> and Lou Cobbs and... De Deckard. It? Deckard? Is it Deckard? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was the Blade Runner name or not. Yeah. Deckard Shaw have to protect her from Idris Elba, who wants the virus to take over the world for an evil corporation whose name sounds like Elon Musk. <laughs> yes. That's the kind of movie we're dealing with here. Uh-huh. And the problem with that is it's still stupid. Yeah. But in all the worst ways that a movie like that could be stupid. Yeah. I, I'll i go first with my thoughts on this yeah, one. Yeah, you go first. Oh. So, I'm, I want to save the, the larger Fast and Furious talk for later. Because... Uh, it's mostly unconnected. Yeah. It's which is to the Fast and Furious franchise's benefit. Yes. Because this movie's terrible. Um I don't know if it's the worst movie I've seen this year, but it's the second worst for sure. Uh I very 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 much did not enjoy our time with this movie, Mike. I did not like it either. It's so bad. And like, I, I don't even know where to start with this thing, man. Like it, the, so the first trailers came out and I was like, that looks bad. Mm -hmm. And then the more the marketing went on, the more I was like, uh, maybe it looks the good kind of bad. Like it mm -hmm. looks like it's in on its own joke. It looks like it might be just kind of like some stupid late summer fun at the movies. Yep. And... I was like, I'm kind of okay with that. Like, if that's the way you're going to go with it, sure, that's fine. There was also the Keanu rumor, mm -hmm. which was dispelled. Um, so I was like, if that happens, then I'm super on board. And then, what this might be, this might be an expectations versus reality thing, except the reality is the movie sucks. <laughs> uh, I found out the day before we saw it that David Letch directed this movie. And any interest I had in that marketing went completely out the window. And I absolutely knew what I was expecting from this movie. And I was right. Okay. Explain why for so, the viewers. David Lynch is the uncredited co-director of John Wick 1. Um, he is the director of Atomic Blonde and Deadpool 2. Both movies which I did not enjoy either. Mm. Um, Atomic Blonde is a movie that I turned off, which I very rarely do. Yep. 
Um, I was just like, man, this is boring. Like, there's no sense of pace to that movie whatsoever. Mm-hmm. None. And, like, that movie should work because it just looks like John Wick with the lady. Yep. Like, that's all they had to do. And, like, it's got a great cast. Charlize mm-hmm. Theron's a pretty good actress. James McAvoy's a pretty good actor. John Goodman's a pretty good actor. Alan Arkin's a pretty good actor. And it doesn't at all. It's so boring. There's no energy to that movie at all. Deadpool 2 I like a little bit more. I would say it's arguably his best movie, but best out of three bad movies isn't saying much. Uh, There's a little more energy to it. It's funnier. Um, I actually do prefer, I think, Deadpool 2 to Deadpool 1. Um, But I don't like either one of the Deadpool movies. Uh... (laughs) And I think part of it is the kid. I like the kid from, uh, oh no, what's the Taika Waititi movie he was in? Uh, what we do in the shadow? Nope, nope, the one after that. Uh, it's the one he did right before, I keep wanting to say, Beasts of the Southern Wild, and I know that's not right. And then I keep wanting to say Beasts of No Nation, and that's the Idris Elba Child Soldier movie. Uh, Hunt for the Wilder People is the name of it. He's awesome in that movie. Mm-hmm. And he's the best part of Deadpool 2. Uh, but once again, just completely inner and like boring to look at. Just no sense of style or vision or point of view or purpose to mm-hmm. that movie. And then with Hobbs and Shaw, you take that and multiply it by about a billion and you got this. Whew. Yeah. It's rough, man. It is... I, I don't know. Like, I don't have words for it right now, <laughs> man. Like, it, it's so boring and drawn out and, like, completely devoid of any, like, verve or expediency or motivation or anything. Like, it's a slog, like few movies I've seen this year. I think I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um I agree with you. I think this was the worst movie I saw this year. It definitely has no sense of pacing. It is entirely too long. It's and 2 hours and 18 minutes. It feels like forever. Yeah. And the the tone of it is set very early on in the movie where you have like these like dueling shots or stories progressing of The Rock and Statham's characters Mm -hmm. doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And both of them take about 80% longer than they should. (laughs) And you realize like when one of those scenes is done, you always have to watch the counterpart scene. Yes! Yes! And so... It makes the scene that you're currently watching more of a slog because you're like, oh, God, I have to watch another version of this scene with the other guy coming up. Yep. Because like every single time they're equalizing the screen time for both of them. There's always a counterpart scene coming. Yep. Drove me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that is probably the biggest fault of the movie, right? It's billed as this team up movie and it it is. is... Uh, but 
the movie is constantly making them separate. Like, the movie constantly has them doing separate things or needing to, like, receive information separately. Mm -hmm. And it's the worst. Because early on... They do that, and I was like, this sucks, but it was it was the setup to get them together, so fine. Right. And then it just kept happening even after they were teamed uh, up, and I was like, why? Yeah. Why? There's yeah. literally no reason to have this done. Like, this movie, the script to it does not feel like a first draft. It feels like a rough draft. <laughs> yeah. Like, it feels like an outline someone turned into a two-and-a-half-hour movie on accident. It feels like a freaking copy paste job because it's yeah. just like whatever scene you have with the rock you just copy paste the same information with well them. and then the scenes with them together are the exact same too yeah it's just them hurling insults at each other but they're all tonally exactly the same mm -hmm. like the exact same kind of like macho posturing bs mm -hmm. and I get the temptation to do that right. because the rock is a wrestler but the problem is it so feels like they're just saying lines from a script whenever they do that. And I don't know if it's because they were performing it that way or if it's because the way that David Lett shoots them is garbage because it's just like one close-up of their face while mm -hmm. they're talking the entire time. Cut to a close-up of the other guy's face while he retorts the yeah. entire time. Every scene of them interacting is cut exactly like that. Yeah. The entire movie. Yeah. Well, and the quips aren't well written. They're not either. well written I mean, at all. It, it would be one thing if like they, they got in a single good quotable line in there, right. but I can't recall a single one that I liked. Nope. And we're dealing with hundreds yeah. <laughs> of these like little back and forths going on. Yeah. And none of them were good, man. Yeah. And the thing is, they should have just let at the very least the rock do his own. He's used to cutting promos for wrestling. Yeah. Like well, my understanding is that he did have a role in writing that stuff. Oh, no. Yeah. So that goes and tells you some things. That's weird because yeah. his promos are, like, pretty good. I know. Like, he became known as a trash talker. But you know what? Even if you only had one or two good ones, then you should just cut it down to that. Yeah. The fact is, is I feel like you got every single thing that they thought of or mm -hmm. came up with and none of it was cut. Like, yep. you had all of it. Yeah. And so everything just takes way longer than it should and none of it is good. Yep. Uh, so... Okay, that aspect of it is bad. Story is garbage. We don't really need to go and spend too much yeah. time on it. But it, the, the main problem is the tone, which is that it takes itself so seriously, mm -hmm. man. Like, mm -hmm. I thought that it was in on the joke, and it kind of is a little bit during, like, the Ronald Reynolds-y scene right. or whatever. But but it's just, like, stupid in on the joke. Like, yeah. Like, it is, it's not so bad it's good. It's just so bad it's bad. Yeah. Uh, it And... It's just everything about it is just paint by the numbers. You could like watch a Pierce Brosnan movie, like a uh, James Bond movie and like late era Pierce mm -hmm. Brosnan, James Bond. And that's basically the kind of equivalent like story that you're getting here. It's just, but with two leads instead of one. Yeah. I'd rather watch one of those. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like at least in sooner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's just so boring to look at. Like yeah. the, it's so gray and black and silver. Like, yeah everywhere mm -hmm. like i don't know if they were trying to differentiate themselves from the fast and furious movies because they're not the most colorful things on the planet but like the cars always have like sports car colors right. you know 
Um, and there's like sunsets and coronas. Yeah, yellow coronas. <laughs> but they wear like yeah. light blue denim a lot. It wore like white t-shirts or tank tops yeah. or whatever. Like there's color in those movies, mm. and this is just like looks the same. Yeah, well, throughout. Yeah, the same color palette for London mm-hmm. as there is for every Russia. other movie that takes place for yeah. you know, and then as is for Samoa somehow. Yeah, ends up being gray and yeah. silver. And yeah, because it ends up raining, raining on them. Like they, don't, they even made like. Samoa look boring somehow. Like, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That that is not well done. Um the action scenes are get consistently worse as the movie goes on. And longer. Yes. Yeah. Uh I I think the chase through London is somewhat decent. It's somewhat decent. Yeah. That's the best action scene in the whole movie. Yeah. For sure. He's almost doing cool shit with his bike during that. That bike is sweet. Which, like, that is admittedly, I think, one of the few bright spots in the movie. I liked that. Yeah. Especially it being intricate into the fight scenes. Yes. Um, but then, yeah, the, the fight that goes on at the secret base or whatever, mm-hmm. which is terrible. Yep. Uh, it's just, it's just boring. It's over the top. It's over long. The torture scene that happens beforehand goes on forever. So long. Like, the moment they went and talked about how, like, they could withstand five shocks, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, we're actually going to sit through all five of them. Yeah. Like, normal movie, it was just going to, like, have a nice number, like, three. Yeah. You know? Or maybe two. Maybe yeah. two or three. This goes on five times. Mm-hmm. Then at least an interminable chase inside a warehouse and then outside of it that is boring and kind of just a replay of what we saw in London, but worse. Yeah. Just in terms of what you're seeing visually. And then the ending, man, is is just garbage. Like, yes. all the way through. Yeah. Just from, from, like, the all the brothers, Samoan brothers fighting. And that should be the most interesting part. Right, that should be hype. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you don't care about any of that. And, and, the, and it's so half-assed. Because, like, it has the worst night-to-day transition <laughs> I've ever seen in a movie. Yep. Where, like, they go and are in pitch black, like, fighting. And then... Within what is it like ten minutes movie time? Supposedly, nine. it's nine, nine minutes. Ten minutes. It's single yeah. digits. Yeah, it, it goes to like bright sunlight. Yeah, yeah. So, sun has clearly risen well above the horizon. Yes, like it's like mid afternoon. Yeah, it, uh, going on. Then to storm rain weather. Right. Despite the fact that like they go and cut back to the homestead, which is sunny, because they go and focus on the mom doing yeah. stuff. Right. And. There's no rain there. You know, I get the rain can happen in different regions, but right. it's like there's no indication at all like that it's right. raining or anywhere here. Right. Um, just some of the laziest crap. You can tell that they redid all that stuff in reshoots um, because of how it's like stitched together oh, that mm-hmm. part is. When actually, I think it's backed up by the fact that apparently all the script wrote was like they go to the island and then they kind of get to a car chase and then they go and like drag a helicopter down. Okay. All the stuff involving the brothers mm-hmm. and them coming together and all that stuff was stuff they came up with like three days before they came to the island. Really? To go and film. Yeah. So. So, yeah, this movie does some weird stuff with uh, Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. who's like a fairly popular wrestler. Now, I don't know a lot about wrestling, yeah. people who listen who are into wrestling. What I do know is that. He's very much hated by wrestling fans. Yes. Because they're trying to force him as the new rock. Yeah. I believe they're related as well in real life. Oh, I'm not sure. But okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so f- wrestling fans do love to hate him. Yes. However, he is one of the most marketed wrestlers out there. I don't 
remember him having lines in the movie. No. And I found out he was in the movie because I saw his credit. And I was like, Roman Reigns was in this? Where? (laughs) I assumed he was one of the brothers. Yes. But he's not the main brother that talks. No. And none of the other brothers talk. I thought he was going to be one of the brothers who talks. And so I was constantly confused. I don't know. I didn't even know what Roman Reigns looked like. I'd heard of him. I heard mm-hmm. of him being infamous or whatever. Right. And so the moment that that brother started talking, I was like, that, is that Roman Reigns? No, he seems, he seems a little too old to be like the successor to The Rock. What? Yeah. I was so confused for like yep. part of it. And I was like, no, it's that other guy yep. who doesn't talk. Yep. Uh, I liked that brother. The brother who talks. Yeah, yeah. He was I, good. He was good. Uh, and the sweet bike. And that's yeah. all I... Oh, and Vanessa Kirby. Yeah, Vanessa Kirby. Right. That's all I liked yeah. about it. Her fight scenes were actually pretty good. Yeah, she yeah they, she was um, at least a more interesting. And usually her fight scenes didn't go on as long yeah. as the other ones. So that yeah. kind of helped. Yeah. Uh, but also, like, seeing her go up against The Rock was cool, like, a couple yeah, times. Like, yeah, Those... Those, they were shot like garbage, but there was at least a little bit of energy and they were interesting yeah. to see. And it was cool to like see her holding her own against the rock and like... It was almost in a believable enough-ish fashion that right. I could kind of buy it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously they're trying to kill each other. He would have snapped her in half, but because right. he wasn't trying to, like right. he made it work. Um, I agree. I liked Idris Elba-ish, mm. but I mean, what he's given is complete garbage to sure. work with. Like, I think I liked his charisma. But uh, okay, the rest I want to camp out on Idris Elba for a yeah. second. That guy needs a new agent. Yeah, like so bad. Oh my gosh! Like, come on, man. Here's the like. I don't know if Idris Elba is overrated or if he just has the worst agent in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> because I like Idris Elba on paper. Mm. I think he's a cool guy. Mm. I have no sense of any character he's ever played, except for Luther. Yeah. He is fantastic on that show. He's great on that show. I've not seen a film performance of his that I've liked, but I know I like him in Luther, and I know I like him, so what's happening there? I I think he's in search of a great character to play. (laughs) Well, he's doing a bad job. Yeah, I agree. He he has been let down by so many movies. Mm Mm-hmm. I think he has a talent. I agree with you. I can't tell you if he's a great actor or not. Right. It's just every time I see him, I'm like, man, I just wish I could like him a little bit more yeah. than I do in this one. You yeah. Know? Um, but like I said, the character he was given was garbage in this. Yeah. Um, just, you know, he's just a walking Terminator human thing. Right. You know? Um, right. And, yeah. Like, I don't know. I can't get invested in that type of character anymore. Like, right. It just feels like the way he gets taken down is arbitrary. Like when he makes people this strong, it just comes stupid when like they eventually get taken down. Cause right. it was just like, well, where was like his supposed limits before that are, that are being exceeded now that right. it just didn't make sense. Oh, now they team up and they double team him. Now he can be beaten. Huh? Right. Like, you tell me that he's never been like in a two-on-one fight. He was in a two-on-one fight earlier in the movie, yeah. and he was beating them. So I don't get any. Yeah, of that. but they learned how to team up again. Oh, that's right. Which they learned at the end of the last Fast and Furious movie, but somehow forgot, forgot. between that movie and their spinoff movie. Yeah, well, I mean that was what's so tiresome about this is that it had to go through like the whole 
they learn to respect each other thing. Right. Again. Which is what they did in the last Fast right. and Furious movie. And also in way shorter screen time. Yeah. Like they basically amounted to maybe 15 minutes of a movie in yep. the last one. Yep. And so them giving these little barbs to each other was fine. It was even like enjoyable in that. You, you extend that to like a two and a half hour movie. It is not sustainable. Yeah. Like the whole movie falls under the weight of that. Yeah. And honestly, I came away feeling like the relationship between them didn't work. No, which is weird it didn't because at all. Because I thought that like at the end of the last Fast Furious was like, oh dang, like I am on board with like these two. Like everything else yeah. about that movie was, I think, kind of bad, right, or mediocre. But I was like, okay, at least like it solidified these two. Like could maybe be the faces of a spinoff or the franchise going forward. You know, so the fact that uh, Hops killed Han, but anyway, I mean Shaw killed Han, right? Um, but then this like went and completely disproved that. Yeah, like I, I don't think I can tolerate both of these guys in a two-hour movie again. No. Nope. Not with... Well, I think the other thing, though, too, is there's nothing else going on in it, right? Yeah. Which is... is that's, that, I'm not, that's not a complaint of, like, there's nothing else going on in the movie called Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> um, that's, that's how it should be. Right. But there's... Like, when their stuff starts to wear out, the only thing they have is more of that stuff. Yeah. Whereas when you put them in an ensemble and, like, kind of separate them from the rest of the group, you can switch back and forth and check back in with them yes. and all this stuff. But centering the narrative around them only gives them themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's all. Yeah. And they're supporting characters. Yeah. Because, yes, there are main characters in the Fast and Furious movie, but it's an ensemble. So, mm-hmm. then, like, ultimately not really. Yeah. Right? Like, a Dom movie solo would be terrible. Yeah. So. Well, I, the other thing is, I feel like, um, I feel like I walked away feeling like, oh, yeah, these characters actually weren't very well defined by the other movies. And right. so they have really no discernible like traits or wants or desires right like but i'm fine with that because that's kind of how ensemble movies are yeah yeah yeah. no right it works in fast and furious yeah yeah. yeah. but then their own people but then in this one it became like very obvious like how threadbare they are yeah like as characters yeah because all they had was just to focus on the two of them and and maybe there's like a slight like vanessa kirby Kirby. like side plot where she's into the rock maybe but not really because it's half-assed and whatever like she wasn't given enough to do no she wasn't um i think she comes out looking the best in this her and the daughter oh yeah (laughs) they they were the two best characters in the movie as far as i was concerned yeah totally um so all that's bad what did you think about um the introduction of this sinister organization tease basically for another sequel um i I mean, if you're going to franchise it, you got to franchise it out of something. Right. Like, it, 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 it I was kind of fine with it as uh-huh. far as you got to have something. If yeah, you're yeah. going to make this, if you're going to make more than one of these things, then, and you're going into it knowing you want to make more than one of these things, like, at least you're giving it some sort of framing mm-hmm. for it. It's pretty lazy, but whatever. Like, uh, these movies don't need to be, they don't need to do that much work for me, you yeah. know? Uh, and this, which is saying something that I still hated it. And I kind of wish it would tie back into the main Fast and Furious franchise, but I don't think it will. Um, It doesn't seem like it. Yeah. So that kind of sucks because I wouldn't mind tying that into like, oh, yeah, and that's who Cypher was working for. Like, Mm. I kind of want it to end up in this area with the next two Fast and Furious movies because those are supposedly the final of the mainline 
Fast and Furious movies and Justin Lin is back. And so I think that would be a good, a good enough setup. Like once again, Fast and Furious movies, not high art we're talking about. Yeah. Um, it would be a good enough setup that I think Justin Lin would do something really interesting with in those final two movies to tell a two movie arc about that corporation. And I think it would be very interesting to have like the director or whatever be a really jilted Han. Yeah. Like, I think that would be great. Oh, uh, man. I I feel like that's like a soap opera step too far. I know they've already crossed so many lines. No, nah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, however, it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. It is so obviously Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. That it's not even worth them teasing out that it's going to be someone. That, like, there are moments in that movie where they don't even bother to disguise his voice. Yeah. Well, here's my thing is... Is it just because he was filling in for like whatever voice they're eventually going to cast, like whatever was character? He? Like, no, that's what oh. I'm saying. Like, like I agree that was his voice, mm-hmm. but is that like actually their intention that it's that is that that it's that agent's vo- like character who's oh, directing okay. it, or is it just like we haven't figured out who it's really going to be? So he, he's yeah. on board with this movie anyway. He'll record some lines, whatever. It could be, but it kind of I got the vibe that it was just. Yeah. Especially the the thing that tipped me off to it, because I was kind of hoping it would be Han. Yeah. Especially since Chris Morgan was like, justice for Han is coming. Uh-huh. Uh, is that he singles out Hobbs. Oh, yeah. At the end, when mm-hmm. he's talking to him through Idris Elba's dead body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's through the no, helicopter. It's like helicopter. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. It'd be more interesting if it was through Idris Elba's I, I would have been all about that. <laughs> um... Anyway, so he's talking to to them at the end, and he singles out, like, you don't remember me, do you, Hobbs? And Mm -hmm. so I feel like if it was Han, he would be like, what the F, bro, to Shaw? And what the F, bro, why are you teaming up with this guy to Hobbs? So that was the big kicker to me is like, okay, well, that clearly sounds like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And also he's only talking about the guy he knows. Mm -hmm. So... Plus yeah. all the post credit stuff with him. Like, he's in two of the five post credit scenes. So, I I don't know. And it felt like... To me, it felt like a... Oh, crap. Like, if you gotta do something right, you gotta do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Type of deal. Yeah. I don't care enough about it, really. Nope. <laughs> but, I don't. Not invested at all in any of this. Yeah. It just it, felt like obvious sequel bait. Like, yeah. Oh, we, we just because we tease something, like, now you should be interested shit. Which right. is like, no, just because you tease something doesn't mean I'm, like, invested at all in right. any of it, you know? Right. But you have to justify why I should care, and you didn't. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think the... This movie was so dumb, man. Yeah. And not in the good way that I no. want a movie like this to be dumb. Like... It just felt like, who is this movie for? Mm. I don't know. Like, but also at the same like, time, like, like, I was just like, who are these guys? Like, they're like walking, talking, toxic masculinity, <laughs> but like in all the worst possible yeah. ways, like just the worst, like macho BS, which is fine i like action movies that's probably my favorite genre of movie but like that's all the worst parts Mm -hmm. of that type of protagonist like yeah and none of the things that make me actually like that (laughs) yeah no that's well said um it's like if an ai tried to make like an 80s movie (laughs) yes yes i was thinking that the entire time we were watching it like it feels like a robot 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wrote this movie. Yeah. It, it just, it feels like, I don't want to say a parody because that would imply that it was like funny or clever. Right. It, it's like a poor imitation which is insane because Chris Morgan wrote this thing. Yeah. And is he just done? Like, is he just like, I'm locked into this, so F it? Or is, like... I mean, given the quote, the, the declining quality of the series, I think... Did he write the other two? Yeah, he's, I think he's written basically every since, everything since, like, the two third fast. movie? Or okay. maybe the second. Yeah, okay. something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's uh, it's going downhill in terms of the quality, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he's got it in him anymore. Yeah. Like, I think the thing is, it, it's become like a weird kind of self-aware. Like, it knows it's stupid. Right. But it also is taking itself way too seriously. Right. But then you what happens is you hand the reins of something like this over to David Letch. Yeah. And he starts ripping off other movies that he's liked. Yeah. So this movie has a lot of elements of Mission Impossible in it. Mm-hmm. A lot. A lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the virus feels like the rabbit's foot because uh-huh. we never really quite know what, what it is. What it is, um, which is a problem. It's the same. That movie had the Mission Impossible 3 has that same problem mm-hmm. um, of like, is scary. Yeah. Why is scary? Right. Like, okay. Yeah. I. Yeah. Ooh, you know, it's not, like that to me is always like the sign that like they're just being condescending about like the MacGuffin. Like, yeah, it's just like it's a MacGuffin. Like buy into it. Like it's things that people are chasing after. Yeah. Like get, like move on with it, audience. Yeah. Like you you got it, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> people are gonna be mad about that because man, I don't like Mission Impossible three. Yeah, uh, people love that movie. Yeah, um, and that's one of the main reasons why is because it's like it's the rabbit's foot. Yeah. Okay, is well, nuclear right? Uh, nuclear what? What is nuclear? Yeah, no, well, that's like a constant J.J. Abrams. Sure, like, it's the tick, mystery box, you know, thing, mystery right? box bullshit. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you got like the weird John Wick like aesthetics for part of it that that like oh our, our yeah, poor man John Wick. Right, right, but, right. But then you get the helicopter showdown at the end, right. which is like the helicopter showdown in Fallout. Like, there are yeah. shots that are borrowed straight right. out of that movie. Yeah. But but it misses the point of Mission Impossible because, like, it's not done practically. Right. At all. Like, obviously, yeah. like, not. Like, yeah. I mean, if they had tra- they chained together a bunch of trucks and, like, tried to go and bring down a helicopter practically, yeah. that movie would have been awesome. Yeah. But then they just cheat with CG and yeah. it looks stupid. It looks so bad. It just looks terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm And even like, even if they would have done it with CG, it would have been fine if it looked okay, but yeah. it doesn't. So right. it's terrible. Like it, a note to directors, like don't make your camera do like ridiculous things in the CG cuts that like you wouldn't do in real life. Cause then it obviously makes it look CG. You right. know, like you're having like the camera angles get all weird during those scenes. And right. it's like, well, you're taking me out of the movie because now it's doing stuff I know like a real camera wouldn't be doing. Right. Unless you're Sam Raimi or Steven Spielberg. Right. Like, uh, yeah. Because Sam Raimi and Steven Spielberg do weird stuff with yeah, like exactly. practically. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Right, right, right. Yeah. Because like you watch a Sam Raimi angle and you're like, how did he do that? Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and so like it's not so weird when he goes and does the weird stuff yeah. in CG. Yeah. Um, yeah, that part of it is just is just bad. Uh, I wanted to ask you, what did you think about the um, extended cameos of, of famous people? Like, I mean, Ryan Reynolds, we've already talked Ryan about. Ryan Reynolds, he's very bad in this movie. Yeah. He, I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I was very glad he was not in it very much. Right. 
Um, but like having that happen early on set the tone oh, for yeah. a lot of other things. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, really jarring. Yeah. Re- like, I was just like, what the hell? Yeah. Why? And that's already in the... That, not, that also happens in the middle of a scene that's gone on significantly yes. too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like, a, already like 50,000 insults traded in this right. airplane scene. Right. And yeah. then now we had this third little wrinkle to it, pun not intended about his height. But uh, it... Him being like an air marshal that wants to be part of the team, like I know The Rock has said this movie sets up the team for future movies, so he's gonna be in presumably the sequel if it happens. So is Ryan Reynolds, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, why why though? Yeah. Why is Kevin Hart here? Like this couldn't have been anyone else. Just cause The Rock has is friends with Kevin Hart. Like, Oh, huh? Sure, and David Letch is friends with Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah, it it felt motivated by nothing other than that. Yeah, it, it, it was really... it was an entirely connection driven yeah. sequence of cameos. Yeah, it really took me out of the movie. Yeah, it's it's very jarring and weird, and just like what the he- why? Yeah. And then it just went on forever, forever. It went on so... Both their scenes go on so long. Like, I was almost on board with the Kevin Hart scene. Right. Almost. Right. Like, you sense, like, a moment he in the theater... He actually has some funny lines yes. in that scene. Yeah, he yeah. brings... He ma- he actually got me to laugh. Yeah, he did. And you felt, like, an energy in the theater when, like, he showed yeah. up. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, yeah. a little bit. Like, it almost redeemed this stupidly long scene. And then it became a stupidly long scene. And you just felt the energy dissipate again. Yep. Yep. Well, and the same thing happens when they go to Samoa, too, because that's cool and interesting Mm -hmm. and somewhere new that looks like should look pretty cool. Right. But it didn't because (laughs) the the scene is uh, shot like garbage, edited like garbage, but too short. That that scene is too short. Mm -hmm. We don't get enough of Hobbs's family like going toe to toe with this high tech army like we get yeah. a few shots of it and then it just becomes Hobbs and Shaw versus yeah it, it just Brixton. totally forgets about them like yeah. you can totally tell that they did not plan on that being like a main aspect of the story yeah the way that they just completely abandoned those people yep. and it should have been because yeah. they the, and they had the most charisma out of almost anyone else in the movie too yeah. like I wanted to watch them more I, I thought watched, the mom was great the mom was great yeah the mom was awesome yep um like like we said before the brothers were all great yep uh that part of the movie, it could have easily been half of the movie. Yeah. Or, or two-thirds of it or something like that. Yep. <clears throat> my problem with it was is that, like, I was already exhausted by the time I got out of the mm-hmm. bad guy's base. Mm-hmm. And I knew that there was another act coming up. I, yeah. And I was just like, oh, man. Dude. Th- so, that's the thing. I thought it was Hawaii. I didn't realize it was Samoa that they yeah. were going to. So It was something in Hawaii. So. Yeah, it was something in Hawaii. Yeah. So, by the time that it ended in Russia, I was like... They need to go to Hawaii still. Yeah. What time is it? And I, yeah. I checked my watch or my phone. I checked my my clock on my phone, and there was another hour left of the movie, and I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. say I would have been satisfied if the movie had been over in the sense that it was good. I would have been satisfied if the movie had ended around Russia, just so I could get the hell out of there. Right. And so it was just like so disheartening when I saw. Oh no, we have like an entire third act, like new location, new characters mm-hmm. coming in now. Yep. And, like, I want this thing to be over. Yep. And what sucks is, like we said, that's the best stuff in the yeah. movie, but you don't care about it because no. you, the rest of the movie is so bad up until right. that point. You've already checked out. You've already checked out. Like, the idea of Hobbes' backstory is pretty good. Yeah. 
it's really good actually uh-huh. like it's really interesting and like brings these kind of like cool ways that the family like him and his family can bounce off of each other and it goes nowhere and yeah. you're like what like i want to see that it's, it's like hey i got a beef with you and it's not have a beef okay yeah but then he like tells me that's a kirby like what the beef is about and it's like what that's awesome yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's a crazy story man yeah so I, and that that's where it's like glimpses of like the 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 fast and furious like franchise that we know are starting to come through there mm. but it never quite breaks through in like the right way yeah and that it's just like okay well more bad action scenes i guess yeah to its credit this is something I was fearing at the end of the movie was like, I don't know, now I have to go and watch the characters go and depart and like have that little, like Hobbs little wrap up scene and Shaw's little wrap up scene. And I was just like, oh man, we got another like 15 minutes to go mm-hmm. after the final battle. Mm-hmm. But then the movie just goes right to credits. Mm-hmm. Like right afterwards, like after the bad guy, like voice goes and delivers his final lines. It's just like, ha ha. And then they like laugh and, and right. then the movie's over and it's just doing the credits. And then like you see like visually like what the two characters are doing. Right. But like, it it doesn't like really wrap up stuff. It was really abrupt, like how it ended. Yeah, was I was, the only one who thought that. No, like, I was like, oh, 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 oh okay. Like, like this movie, like is aware of how long it's been running at yeah. this point, and it knows it needs to wrap shit up. So it's kind of like having its cake and eating it too, having its credits, but also having the characters go their separate ways yeah. and do their separate things. And then you have three interminably long, like after credit. <laughs> They're post- really long. <sighs> like, I feel like nobody else gets the idea behind these. Like post credit, into nope. credit things the way nope. Marvel does because nope. every single time like another franchise does them, it, it's just why did I stick around for this? Uh, to see that raggedy Ann ass wig on top of Woody Harrelson's dome. Oh, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> okay, never mind. Take that back. That that was awesome. Your venom, venom is art. Venom, venom. Jeez. Knock back with the devil in. <laughs> uh. Okay, so I would rather watch a Michael Bay movie than this, right? Um, maybe with the exception of like the last one or two Transformers movies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, I agree. Because I was watching that and I was like, you know, this is just like a, it's like a bad Michael Bay movie, by which I mean, yeah, yeah. take Michael Bay's standard, which is mm-hmm. kind of bad movies. I'm more of an apologist for a lot of his stuff than I am not. Yeah. But like, just ma- have someone try to do what Michael Bay does. Yeah. And that's this movie. It's kind of like if he continued just making like bad boy sequels, you yeah. know, like, yeah, cause it's not like over the top CG of his little robots or anything, right. but like it, I feel like bad boys too is just a movie that goes on super long. Right. It's filled with a lot of dialogue. I would say very little of it is actually good. Right. It's relying on two charismatic people, but doesn't quite come together. Mm-hmm. If Like, the action is over the top and overstuffed. I feel like this is a good, like, sequel. Like, it's a Bad Boys 3 kind of situation. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I can see that. I mean, I haven't seen the Bad Boys movies. Okay. So, but I was just like, I would rather at least visually there would be layers that i could watch you know like that would be exhausting in its own way but i feel like no one does that style of movie better than michael bay like if that's the type of movie you're gonna make just get him to do it because like it might be bad Mm. but it'll be 
bad in such a mind-bogglingly fascinating way right. that it won't matter. Yeah. Or it'll be pretty good. <laughs> um because those are the only two Michael Bay movies. Yeah. Pretty good or bad. Yeah. Uh but when someone just tries to ape that style, like no one can quite figure it out, right? It's like the go with me on this. It's like the hard day's night chord. So for a long time, that opening chord of a hard day's night, no one really actually knew how it was put together. Mm-hmm. And it took someone like 40 years before they figured out what it actually was to get it to sound exactly the way it did on the recording. Yeah. I feel like that's Michael Bay's style is like, love him, hate him, whatever. Right. Like, you know, you're watching it. Like, it feels like someone's point of view, at least. It might be a stupid, immature, dumb one, but it's someone's. And when you watch a movie like a David Letch movie, it feels like a Michael Bay movie by committee. Yeah. And... You're just like, ah, there's none of the, like, energy that makes this a Michael Bay movie. Like, this feels like a very studio-driven movie. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't have an independent vision behind nope. it nope. at all. Nope. Like, notes guided this script along every step of the way. Yep. And that's the reason why it feels, it just feels like a commercialized product. Well, and that's why I think, I think, we'll get back to that. Yeah. I think David Lech might be getting these movies is because I think he plays nice with the studios. I think so too. Yeah. I think he just kind of bends over for them and whatever they want. Yeah. That's the vibe I'm getting. Cause like, there's no way he should also two things. One, there's no way he should have gotten a movie like this off of Deadpool. There's no way, way he should have gotten Deadpool off of atomic blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, John Wick to atomic blonde. I understand. Yeah. Uh, but also he turned this thing around like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, Deadpool 2 came out last year. I know. I know. Well, and he more, I don't want to say saved Deadpool, but Deadpool had a director black hole or a, a director hole because mm-hmm. the original. Tim Miller. Yeah, he left. And there's, I don't know if the dispute exactly, but yeah. I don't know if the whole story is completely out. But he. Well, I mean, he's doing Terminator. Yeah, but. Is that the same studio? Or no? uh, different studio. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there were some creative differences between him and Ryan Reynolds and whatever the oh, script yeah. was and yeah. all that stuff. Um, that's right so I, that. he, I think he turned Deadpool 2 around fairly quickly too so yeah. I think he's like a journeyman like go-to director but I, I agree I think he's just like a, a yes man yeah I mean he also killed someone on Deadpool 2 so yeah <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. of how fast he turned that movie around yeah. he, he, his irresponsibility resulted in someone dying so uh, <clears throat> that also happened right. but um you know, that's besides the point, I guess. Uh, sort of. Sort I mean, of. <laughs> indicative of the problem yeah, we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's highly indicative of yeah. the problem we're talking about. Because that, that accident was super avoidable. Yeah. Super avoidable, and they just didn't bother. Yeah. So, yeah. Something like that, like, that shows me, like, he just plays nice with the studio. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why he keeps getting movies like this. And he probably will continue to. Yeah. Um, so back to what you said, this movie just feels like a product. That's two movies in a row we've reviewed that feel like this. <laughs> yeah. And it sucks. It does. <laughs> and it's it was really jarring because I had seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood the day before we mm-hmm. saw Hobbs and Shaw. It's 20 minutes longer. Yeah. And I felt completely energized coming out of that movie. I felt... Uh, 
you know, like, I wanted more of it, mm-hmm. which is crazy because it's a nearly three-hour movie. I felt, you know, I... It, let's talk about something that's more on that level. Infinity War. Yeah. Infinity War is 20 minutes longer than Hobbs and Shaw, and... It, you feel it, but in a cool way, in like yeah. a way that feels epic and deserving. And granted, it's earned it on the back of you know eighteen other movies or whatever. But like, it's a good movie still. Like, it's yeah. a good movie to watch that is entertaining and not draining. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this, it just feels like you paid for this. Here is your. Here are your widgets. Here are your movie widgets. Yeah. I'll be honest, like, I I didn't get to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet, so mm-hmm. I didn't have that palate cleanser between the last two. <laughs> right. Kind of, but even then, Spider-Man, I did not particularly enjoy that much. Yeah. Um, I'm, like, going through a rough time right now. Like, I'm yeah. be like, do I even like movies Yeah, anymore? you should watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. It's pretty I, good. Yeah, I don't know. I'm having, like, a crisis. Yeah. <laughs> like, do I just really hate modern, modern Hollywood? Like... I feel like for a while there, we were actually pretty positive on movies. Yeah, the beginning of the year turned it was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, and, and now I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah, this big studio stuff is rough, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What 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 are the studios? I will I, not Disney necessarily. But yeah. What do the studios have this year? I mean, Sony, Joker. Yeah, so Joker for Warner Brothers. Um, whoever did Once Upon a Time, who was that? I don't even know. Sony. Okay, Sony. Okay, so they also had that. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything. Holy crap. Between yeah. now and then. Yeah. Yeah, I can only think of Joker between now and Star Wars. It. Oh, yeah, it. Yeah. Duh. Right. That's the other one I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, but that looks pretty good, I yeah. think. Like, yeah. I like the trailers for it, so... And I like the first movie. Cats. So. Oh, cats! How can we forget about cats? Oh, cats and its digital fur technology. Good old cats. Like I said, I think I hate modern Hollywood. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what this back half of the year has been, man, but it's crazy. Yeah, it hasn't been good. No. It's... It's been real bad. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. And the crazy thing to me is people are disagreeing with us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like... Not vehemently, necessarily, no. but I think people are like, oh, that was fine. Yeah. Yeah. People thought that about Latin, you know, yep. and, and Lion King. Yeah. And Spider-Man. Yeah. I thought Spider-Man was fine. Yeah. Um, and I'm more on the side of, like, Aladdin being, and even Lion King being somewhat fine. Ugh, but Not Lion yeah, King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get it. Aladdin a little bit. Yeah. I, yeah. But... It's tough. It's been tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did not think the summer would be as rough as it has been. Yeah. I actually thought on paper this was going to be a pretty decent summer. Yeah. So did I. Even yesterday, I, was, I wasn't I was disappointed and I liked yesterday, but it yeah. was a lot lighter than mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be. It was, it was just like paper thin, feel good times, yeah. which is fine. Once again, totally right. fine and good at it. Um, I just expected a little bit more from Danny Boyle, mm-hmm. I think. Um, Wait, what did you see yesterday? I'm, I'm kidding. Hey. I'm kidding. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and there were a couple I didn't get to see. Uh, I didn't get to see Rocket Man, uh, which is out on digital now. So I'll try to watch that soon. Yeah. I didn't see 
Child's Play, I think, was the other one. Midsummer was one that I didn't get to see. Oh, Toy Story. Oh, yeah, I didn't see Toy Story. Yeah. But I heard that was kind of the same. Yeah, that's actually another reason why I think I'm in this funk, is that that's like the fourth movie. I think it's, this is the fourth movie now in a row where I've just been like... Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to eviscerate this, but especially... Well, okay, with this movie in particular, the one we're talking about today, Hobbs and Shaw, we're eviscerating it. Like, yeah, there's not there's much There's not much... Like there's yeah there's stuff i can say nice about lion king and there's stuff yeah, i can yeah. say nice about this but it's mainly like the side characters yeah uh what i'm noticing a lot of the lady characters the yeah. daughter vanessa kirby and the mom well you know what i like i liked what's her name isa gonzalez you know who i'm talking about from baby driver oh who, like, yeah showed up for two seconds in this one yeah i was super disappointed because i think she's talented i liked yeah. her in baby driver and then she like was like in one scene yeah i was like wait what what? yeah she's just a broker who takes them to a place okay yeah yeah so but yeah pretty much all the female characters i was way more interested in this movie which is saying something yeah for like this hyper this like hyper macho movie yeah and also when the name of it is hobbs and shaw (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's kind of a problem yeah it's a bad movie yeah it's a real bad movie. Um, uh, what do you think it means about Fast and Furious as a franchise? You know, I don't think it means much, which yeah. I like. Uh, and the only reason I'm saying that is because I'm holding on to my optimism for that because of Justin Lin coming back. Yeah. Um, and I actually think that Chris Morgan isn't writing the last two. I think you're right about that. Yeah. I heard this is the last one he's doing for now. Yeah. That's what I've heard too. Also, The Rock isn't going to be a nine. Yeah. So I think mercifully it doesn't have as much bearing on the on the larger franchise yeah um so the good news is it makes me not out on them the way that it could have yes um but i think justin lynn is the wild card there like Uh until i see it be bad from him Mm -hmm. then i i then i'll acquiesce but as long as justin lynn's behind the camera i'm i'm on board with it like he is but then we we have those larger structural problems like of this franchise now, which to give a real brief summary of probably both of our takes on this, it started off as like a guilty pleasure. This is actually a good series. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, second and third movies aren't so great. Sure. And then fourth and fifth and Six. sixth are like, ah, this is like legitimately like like a good, good. action franchise. Yeah, really movie, good you know? action movies. Um and then seventh, you know, we have it has some issues which are obvious because of the death of Paul Walker and it somewhat earns a little bit of poignancy because of that. Right. Um, but the movie itself is not that good. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you and I feel a little bit differently about the eighth movie, but it's, it's not great. It's not great. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Right. It's like on the good side of fine. To yeah. Me. And I'm like, it's on the bad side of that. Right. Um, but either way, they're going on a downward trend. Yeah, sort of I think so, um, and that's why I'm hanging on to Justin Lin as why, my final right. one. Uh, but I feel like the moment this series really took off in Fast Five, it was secretly kind of the death knell to like the things sure. I liked about it. Yeah, and it took longer and longer for it to get infected. Right, but now, like, I feel like it's thoroughly infected, and it, I don't know if it's the studio trying to make this as marketable to international audiences and therefore as stupid as possible. Which right. I don't like. I don't like want to be constantly to our international audiences but i feel like that's what seems to succeed is like like these really bad movies that just have over the top cg nonsensical plots like no themes or character development it's just just stupid right stupid movies um 
and then I feel like they pa- they're pandering to some audience that they perceive exists, um, and, and they have gotten slowly worse the the more that they have leaned on this as Universal's like only cash cow because Universal's yeah. got like this and Mission Impossible I think Harry Potter it, no it, it, WB Warner Brothers is the one that actually owns oh that's the right that's Harry right, Potter that's so right, that's right I always yeah. forget because they're in the theme park the, yeah right um yeah so. Well, those Mission Impossible movies are, like, that's a pretty good chip to have. So. It, it is, it is. But, you know, it, it, they're not making two of those a year that they where you are with a Marvel or, right. you know, whatever. They're shooting so, the next two back-to-back, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, does Universal have the Halloween franchise in uh, conjunction with Blumhouse? I don't know. That's a good question. Because they're releasing two of those back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, so... I, I think know. I think Universal is the they're the ones who do Blumhouse. Yeah. So they have Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele is signed on as a director for Universal and Universal only. Okay. And uh, I think that's helping them. Mm-hmm. I think they're the only studio giving Disney even kind of a run for its money now. They're trying. Yeah. Know, no doubt. Yeah. Um, and I think by acquiring a lot of the horror stuff, they're mm-hmm. doing a good job with that. Yeah. Um, I think they also are the Universal or are the Universal are the sole distributors of the Blumhouse movies. Yeah. Um. So I think that has, like, that's pretty good um, because you get a lot of return on investment with a Blumhouse movie yeah. because he's moved beyond doing his $5 million things, but his budgets are still pretty low. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, they, they're on to something there and they're filling a niche that Disney can't fill. Yeah. I think they're doing friendly. it as well. Yeah. Um, so I, they do have that, but I feel like they're leaning real heavily on the Fast franchise to, like to save them and that's the reason yeah. why they're making you know this little spin-off they survive the main series right um and i think this is showing how creaky the whole thing is yeah um and i agree with you you know justin lynn i hold out some faith but when you hear about with the, with the pre-release stuff like uh james wan was talking about fast seven being he was like Oh, it's going to be like a thriller movie where like mm. Deckard Shaw is going to be hunting down the members of the team. Right. And it's going to get like real down to like the roots and stuff like that. And then you watch the movie and I was like, what was that guy talking about? <laughs> right. And so something there like interceded, you know, I, I, studio, the writer and the director were on the same page, but that movie was not stripped down the least. <laughs> no, that um, movie's really long. Yeah. And that, and that just like presaged, you know, all the problems of this movie basically. And I don't know. I, I, Justin Lin's a great director, but can you overcome bad writing and whatever the studio mandate is? That's an open question to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i hoping he fights the studio on some of that yeah. stuff. Um, it seems like he's very protective of this series. That's mm-hmm. why he came back. Yeah. Like, I almost get this sense of, like, he was like... I can't let anyone else do this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> especially like close it out. Yeah. To close yeah. it out, especially because, you know, I understand that he got burnt out. Understandably, these movies have got to be real tough to make. Yeah. Um, especially now that we know about all the competing egos. Yes. Yeah. yeah on that level alone, it's right. got to be real tough to make, but like the complicated action sequences yeah. that he put together too. So I understand that he would need a break. But I also could see where if you take that break and then Fast 7 and Fate of the Furious happen in between, you got to be like, oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking again of that, like, that gif, you know, of, of Don Cor- Vito Corleone. Like, look what they massacred my boy! <laughs> yeah. Like, again, like, for the second podcast in a row. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I agree. Uh, but one thing that um, 
I've been thinking about too in relation to these movies, which I'm struggling to draw out the sentence so I can remember what I was thinking. Yeah, I I, I think that this movie is narratively far removed. Yeah. Enough to where I'm like, ah, whatever, this is its own thing. Yeah. I, I remember what I was going to say now. The whole Vin Diesel aspect of it. Sure. Yeah. It, He's the other wild card on the yeah. opposite side. That's the reason why I can't get excited about that. Uh, well, and the, the lethal, yes. I think, combination of Vin Diesel and Vin Diesel's sister. Yes. Yeah. I think after we're referencing now this Wall Street Journal like article that's mm-hmm. talking about the clashing egos and control that Vin Diesel and The Rock and Statham exercise over this franchise and essentially how... And that Tyrese really wants to be a part of. <laughs> right. <laughs> he wishes he had that kind of power. Yeah. Um, and how uh, Vin Diesel's sister is a producer on the series mm-hmm. and she kind of looks out for her brother on them. But basically how they go and assign... Or Vin Diesel proposed a system where they assign like number numeric values to the punches and kicks that like, yeah. each one receives during a fight and whatever to make sure not one goes and looks better than the other. And, and all, all of them are in this really toxic combination, which at some level I'm like, I'm sure this happens with every movie. You're sure. Like, you know, like like actors want to preserve their brands. Right. Get that. That's why Kelly McGinnis isn't in Top Gun 2. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, yeah exactly you know I, I'm sure there are all sorts of qualifications that every main actor right. wants on right. something that being said you see the bad effects that it's had on this franchise where Vin Diesel's character is just like this uber god like right. complex like right. character now He's right like, well so that's the other thing is like now I think it's none of them can lose a fight yeah none of the main none of the protagonists can lose a fight right. at all Right, which is a problem. Makes all these action scenes so boring to watch. Yeah. All of them. Like, yeah. haven't, we, haven't we learned anything from John Wick? Like, right? I, right? <laughs> like, seeing John Wick get his butt kicked and then he goes and kicks someone else's butt does not make him, like, seem weak. It nope. makes him seem badass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Like, watching these people go through the ringer is part yeah. of what makes a great action movie. You're, Die Hard! Right, Die Hard. <laughs> Indiana Jones. It's uh, Terminator. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's something that I think is going to stick with the franchise, no matter who's directing it yeah. at this point. <clears throat> I think so. I think you're right. And that is the other, like I said, the other side of that that wild coin, yeah. wild card coin is Vin Diesel and Vin Diesel's sister. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm hoping Justin Lin can rein them in a little bit. Like, yeah. And even if he does studio mandatedly have to let them win every fight, yeah, I think that he is able to hide that stuff. Because if you look at the Rock and Vin Diesel fight from Fast Five, mm. that's in there. That's yeah. already in there. Yeah. But that fight is still dope. That fight was awesome. Yeah, and that, and that was and that actually made it work. I agree because they both came out even in it. Right. Yeah. So I think he's. This isn't his first rodeo with this. I mm. think. I think this has been in the franchise longer than we've realized. Yeah. I think it's gotten worse and worse. Mm. And I'm wondering if the previous two directors are just kind of like studio guys who are just like, all right, this. Yeah. Um. So that's where just the Justin Lin part comes in for me. So I'm. I can't be out on these as long as Justin Lin is involved. Mm. I just can't. Um. I probably would be if he wasn't. Like, I'd see him, but I, I, like, any investment I have would be gone. Yeah. Now that Justin Lin is back for the final two, I'm like, ah, man, like, that's the right choice. 
That is the correct choice to bring this in for a landing. He's always been the perfect choice for this franchise. I think he has a really good handle on these characters. Um, and so with that, I'm just like, come on, man. Like, I'm really rooting for Justin Lin in yeah. this situation. But then did you see, like, the other social media drama that's been going on with this? Mm-mm. Where uh, Tyrese posted about, like... I guess that didn't really work out, did it, The Rock? Oh, yeah. And he was like, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to hate on the fam, but maybe this will convince him to come back and play with us. And then today, so Chris Morgan said that Justice for Han is coming. Uh Today, Michelle Rodriguez retweeted that story and was like, "Uh, FYI, Chris Morgan has zero say on where the narrative is headed in these movies. (laughs) That, man... It's such a weird direction for a franchise all about family to take. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I'm going to be honest. Like, I, it actually kind of bothers me a little bit. Like, more than it should. Yeah. Because, like, these movies pay so much lip service to this idea. Yep. I mean, they haven't really been about this for, like, seven mo- or three movies now. Right. But, um, <clears throat> like, you can't have these actors get along even slightly. Yeah. Like, now, like, you can't control them. Yeah. And, like, put on, like, United Front. Yeah, I honestly feel like Paul Walker was the glue that held like this together, like both in terms of the movies and outside of them. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, it does seem like it. And I just like it's weird though because these people aren't famous in anything else. Yeah, <laughs> I know. This is the one thing they have, except yeah. the Rock and Jason Statham. Like when this is over, Michelle Rodriguez. Makes sort pretty, of she makes pretty good money doing like straight to DVD B movies, mm-hmm. but I think everyone else thinks they're above that. Yeah. So. And they ain't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, and it's not like these people are going to be in like Oscar-winning dramas after this. <laughs> Although I would love to see Tyrese try. Yeah. Vin tried. Yeah. He was in that lawyer movie. The Boiler Room. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was that before Fast and Furious or right after? Um, It was around the time. I think it was after. Okay. Because I'm... Well, I don't know. It was around the time. Okay. Because he's yeah. in Saving Private Ryan, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But also, Paul Walker tried, too. He was in that Running Scared movie. He didn't yeah. try to win an Oscar, but he was in a, an action thriller called Running Scared. Right. Which is decent, but not a Fast and Furious movie. No. Know? Um... Yeah, I think we'll see. I, I'm I I don't want to say I'm optimistic. I'm hoping we get a good Justin Lin movie out mm-hmm. of this. There's reason to hope. Yes. Yeah. 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 There's enough reason for me to cling on to that. Um, and it's weird because like, I really like the middle section of this franchise a lot, um, but it's not like crazy important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like. I didn't grow up with it. Yeah. You guys had to force me to watch them because you guys <laughs> wouldn't shut up about how good the four and five specifically were. Yeah. Um, four is crazy underrated. Four, I, four is definitely underrated. I, that movie's great. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I think it, on any given day, that's my favorite of the franchise. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I really like the like detective story that that... That's the action thriller that james wan is talking about when he's talking about fast seven i agree with that yeah um i mean i still think the first one's the best i don't know why I mean, okay I, I do know why but point I, break. right but um they haven't quite topped that but four and five form like a good trilogy with that like yeah 
So in a way, I'm satisfied with this series already. Like, yeah. if that's all I could walk away with, I yeah. feel like we won. Like, yeah, but, no, that's true. And I like yeah. Six a lot, too. Six yeah. might be my second favorite, actually. I, I, I really like that movie a lot. There are definitely parts of Six that I really like. It, it just it definitely, like, began the trend of the things I don't like. Mm-hmm. And so that's the reason why I kind of hold it against that one right. also. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the rest of it is just gravy at this point. Sure. And, like, and now we're at too much gravy stage. Sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just if they do a Hobson shot too, they I, they better have a whole new creative team behind it. Yeah, um, I mean, there's yeah. a way to salvage it because it's not not like anything in this movie happened that was important. Yeah, um, but there's got to be something different than this. I almost walked out of it. If we hadn't been reviewing it, yeah, then I would have walked out. Yeah, I thought. What did I think about walking out? Oh, I thought about walking out of Lion King. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There is a point where I was like, Man, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with this. By. Right. Uh, which is weird because I'm still not sure. It's a bad movie. Lion King is mm-hmm. what I'm talking about now. Uh, it's not bad on the level that this is bad. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, if you're wondering, the first worst movie I saw this year was The Perfection on Netflix. It is garbage. <laughs> uh, and this might overtake. I don't know. Perfection's real bad. <laughs> it's, it's a really bad movie. Um,. So yeah, that's Hobbs and Shaw. It's terrible. Don't see it. Don't don't see. There's no reason for you to see this movie, even yeah. if you're a Fast and Furious fan. There's yeah. no reason for you to see it. It has no bearing on these other movies whatsoever. Go watch Fast Five again. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And wait for Jumanji two to come out because yeah. that looks pretty good. Yeah. That looks pretty good. And I, it's weird because I feel like The Rock is on this like. Not downward trend, mm-hmm. but I feel like he's got this weird formula going on where he <clears throat> does one kind of mediocre to bad movie every year and one, like, pretty well-received movie every year. Yeah. Because I feel like, was last year Rampage and Skyscraper in the same year? Yes. Yeah. And Rampage was way better than it should have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's real stupid, yeah. but it's really fun and entertaining. And Skyscraper is real boring. Yeah. Um, And this was bad. And Jumanji, I think, looks sweet. Yeah, I, I'm really excited about that movie. They they went with a good idea for Jumanji. Yep. Like, they did not do what I expected them to do, yep. which is good. Yep. Also, The Rock doing a Danny DeVito impression is cinematic gold, yeah. I feel like. Like, that was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, that and Kevin Hart as Danny Glover. Those are, like, whoever decided on that, they deserve some sort of special Oscar. Because... That is inspired. Yes. That's that's a great idea, man. It like, that's is. such a good hook. Yeah. Especially for, like, a movie, like, a big budget family action comedy. Oh, that's such a good hook. Like, I am, every time I watch that trailer, I get upset because I'm like, I can't believe that someone thought of this. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, ah, why didn't I do that? <laughs> yep. It like that idea makes me so jealous every time I see that trailer. It's it hasn't got I've seen it a bunch too, and it hasn't gotten old. I'm just like, man, that's such a good idea. That's such a good idea. It definitely is. So, all that being said, The Rock the The Rock's I don't know what's going on with his career. Is he just overbooked now? I I don't know, man. I feel like someone just asked him if he wants to be in a movie, he just says yes. Right? Sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't... It's not like he needs a franchise. No. He's one of the few actors who's capable of pulling something off without one. Yeah. 
nowadays. Yeah, because I don't know if Rampage is going to get a sequel. I'd be surprised if it did. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, but that's fine. I like that movie still. Yeah. I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. I don't, did you see it? I saw um, like the last half of it. Okay. In French or something, right? Yeah, I think it was German. Okay. Yeah, I was on a cruise, so I saw yeah in German. Okay. It seemed okay. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. I'm pretty sure I understood everything that was going on. Yeah, still. <laughs> a giant monkey flips the bird right. and makes a sex gesture. So yeah, so, that's all you really need in a movie. Yeah, I, I was able to gather that. Yep. All right, that's that's it about this stupid movie. Yeah, don't go see it. We'll be back with Stranger Things, I think. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I think so. I gotta watch it. So, sorry, everyone. Uh, <laughs> until next time. I, oh no, I was trying to think of a bad line from this movie to say. And I got nothing. Nope. We're the Hobbs and Shaw guys. (laughs) Bad enough.